created live on Fireside. Hi. Hello. What a day today is. Today is such a great day. Well, happy Chris and Amanda Day, Amanda. Happy Chris and Amanda Day, Chris. <laughs> and a hello to our sweet and good, very good friend, Randall, in the audience. Hey, Randall. Thanks for joining us. Yay! Appreciate you spending some time with us today. I know there's a lot going on. Great news is there's a lot happening on Fireside, like, right now. Like, there's a right lot of, <laughs> like, this minute. Like, it's so great to come on the app and see, like, all these awesome shows happening and Absolutely. Well, it's that, you know, in that beta testing for so long, like what we were a part of. And so there wasn't always something going on. So it is so fun to come into the app and see, you know, several rooms going on and um, ho- being hosted by our friends, our fireside I, friends. I know. It's so great. I'm so happy to see that. It's just it's so nice. I, I love it. It's uh, exactly like you said, it was in beta for so long. And then mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, Fallon had her uh, awesome yeah. keynote that uh, you know Mark Sullivan uh, yep. was on. He was able to record. You know, he was there like live, and we got to hear it. It was so cool hearing it. So I felt felt like such a proud firesider that <laughs> that I agree. day. And if anyone wants a quick way to find that particular link to that, I'm sure it's in other parts of the interweb. But if you click on either Chris or myself's profile, it'll probably show in our recent um, mm-hmm. chats that we participated in. And then just follow that little link and it'll it'll get you there. It was fantastic. A lot of fun things were said and a lot of um, announcements were made. So I'm just really excited for the future of Fireside. And I mean, I think you and I both like knew from the beginning we were a believer in it. And so it's just yes. fun to see it, you know, now that we're so many episodes in. Here we are. I know. I know. We're 15 episodes in. 15 episodes. We're almost at the four-month anniversary. That's unbelievable. Like, I mean, we're past the quarter of a year. Now we're, like, going on to the third of a year. It's just so impressive. So well done, Chris. Thank you. Well done, Amanda Sharp. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) And Randall has been there with us since the beginning. So thank you, Randall. Yes, absolutely, Randall. Really appreciate you and helping us out and just being such a supporter of the show and, and a good friend. So thank you for all that. Really appreciate you. Um, so read. Yes. So welcome to today's special edition of the show. We had originally planned on doing this uh, last Wednesday, but uh, I took ill. And so <laughs> um, unfortunately, I was we, we wound up not being able to do a show Wednesday. But you know, it all worked out because now here we are on Chris and Amanda Monday. And we're doing the show on Monday and we wanted to do something special. Once again, uh, you know, we we've talked about this from day one, like, while we have the normal format of the show, we do want to break it up and do some special things. And from early on, one of the special shows that we talked about, I think from like day one, when we made a list of like, what else, what other cool shows can we do? We were both unanimous on this one for sure. And we were like, absolutely. we absolutely have to be doing a Beatles show at some point. And, you know, I, I don't think we, we expected it to take this spin. No, that we're doing, we're not just choosing and then rating the Beatles songs. Yeah. We, we chose our top five a piece and we're just going to kind of have a dialogue about that because how do you 
there's no other right way to rate a Beatles song than basically five records most of the time. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, you're, you're absolutely so true. I mean, I think at this point, and we were just talking about this off air was like, I mean, you're either a Beatles fan or you're not right. like, I don't think there's a real in between because like you have Beatles fans. I, I feel like Beatles fans fall into some different categories, right? You have fans who are like, Hey, I like, and believe me, the Beatles have unlimited amount of singles, but like when they did the Beatles one record a bunch of years ago, it's like you have fans who are just like they love those the the hits the 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 hits of the Beatles, which yeah. is a lot already. Then you've got the Beatles fans that go you know deeper, like they they listen to full records and their songs off those records, and so they're they're a full on Beatles fan. Then you have like the obsessed Beatles fans who like really go like super deep and they listen to this demo version and the yeah. sessions and yeah. they're avid collectors of like tons of Beatles memorabilia. Mm-hmm. So you have the real, real hardcore Beatles fans. Yeah. And then you just have people who just don't dig the Beatles. So I feel like those are like the different <laughs> categories of Beatles fans. <laughs> and I'm not the one to collect the the stuff. I did do that really heavily with my Elvis. I think right. we, we know that. And I've even since you know, tone that down a lot, but I've never bought anything Beatles, but boy, do I appreciate their, their music and kind of just the story behind the whole package, you know, from beginning to end and where they are now. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. And, and just think about, you know, you think about the enduring legacy that this Mm -hmm. band left, like, and still leaves. I mean, it's going, I, I don't, Yeah. it's, it's like, Oh, what, 50 years now since? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the Beatles, <laughs> I mean, haven't been the Beatles in yeah. decades. Right. And they don't, it just keeps finding, like their music just keeps finding new and new generations of, of fans, of people. And, and, you know, for me, like my entry point to the Beatles was my parents. And I think that's probably for, you know, anybody of our people. generation is our parents. And like, that's what I grew up on. So you know, my house was always filled with music and like, it was always based on, you know, the, the classic rock stuff and just, you know, everything that you hear, but the Beatles were such a huge part of my childhood growing up because it's what my parents listened to. And I remember like being really young and kind of like, I was, you know, I was super young and I was like, you know, I like kiss, not the Beatles. And, and then, you know, as I started getting, I, I learned to like really appreciate the Beatles as I grew up because it was just what I was around, but I'm like, Oh, it's what my parents listen to. I'm not, digging what my parents listen to. I want to listen to kiss like, but early, but you know, as I got a little bit older, like I really got into the Beatles and I really learned yeah. to appreciate and the older and older you get, the more and more you appreciate like the, the music, the musical legacy that this band has left behind um, and just keeps going and growing. It's unreal. And, you know, I just realized um, I did not fact check. All of my songs were actually like, the entire group of Beatles. Oh, so you may have solo. <laughs> you may have solo songs in there. I, well, mm, Uh-oh. this is interesting. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, a Beatle, once a Beatle, always a Beatle. So well, there's true like that. Of, I mean, like, there's, that's that's true. in there. So yeah. I just, because I just, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So disclaimer. <laughs> Amanda and I have not shown each other our lists at all. We have no idea what we're picking for our time. I mean, I know what I'm picking, but I don't. I haven't seen Amanda's list. She hasn't seen mine. So this will be really interesting to see if any of the songs we pick 
are on each other's lists at all. And because I, I, I don't know, this has been something I've been thinking about. And by the way, I mean, I was just, I told Amanda, like right before we got on about a half an hour before we started the show, I was still altering my list. I've crossed out my list so many times. It's unreal. It's so true because there's just so many good songs. And now I'm panicking. I don't want anyone to think I'm an idiot. It's just, <laughs> I guess we'll, we're going to, we're going to learn. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody thinks you're an idiot at all. <laughs> well, I just, that didn't even cross my mind when I was just choosing my songs because I right. just, when I hear certain voices, I just bracket right, right into the Beatles. So again, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yes. I mean, this is what this show is about. <laughs> that is what this show is about, is our, is our, is our differences in our tastes. Uh, but what we do agree on is that we both really enjoy the Beatles. We love the Beatles. And, uh, and there are some other things that we enjoy together. As much as we talk about being opposite, which is, the, which is mm. usually the theme of the show, is that we're opposites when it comes to music. But we do have some uh, shared uh, tastes, for sure. This being one of them. So the normal format of the show is that we'll rate a song – uh, we, we rate our songs on one to five records and Amanda and I usually pick three songs each for each other to rate and review. So I put the list together and she puts a list together and then we share our, we share our lists and then we give each other reviews and ratings based on those songs. And our lists are always wildly like mm-hmm. different from one another this week in particular, though, we're doing uh, we're taking a pause from that normal format and just creating our top five lists of Beatles songs that we enjoy. So we're not rating these songs. We're just going to be talking about why they are on our top five lists. Of course, we could probably make this list go on and on and on, but we don't want this to be a 24 hour show. (laughs) So we do try to keep the show to one hour. So we limited it to five and we will definitely try to move along our lists uh, as we can. Of course, this is uh, this is Fireside and this is live audience participation. So feel free to, um, Share what you think about our picks, or we want to hear your own picks. So you can put them in a the chat, or you can come up mm-hmm. as we go along. Uh, that is that is what we love to do. We love to interact with everybody. So, and I know you know if you're a Beatles fan, I'm sure you've got your your picks as well. <laughs> mm, I mean, I am ready to just jump. All right, so way. let's just I am go. Like yeah. the bit. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with our our number five, and then work our way work up our way to up. our number one. Okay, All right, so, so go, go ahead, Amanda. Oh, first. you want me you to go, go first? first. Uh, yeah, All right. Yes. All right, so <clears throat> here it is. Happening. It's, happening. it's happening. Here we go. My number five uh, Beatles song is Helter Skelter off of the, uh, off of the, the, uh, the White Album, released in 1968. And the reason why I picked this song as my number five song, and I've always, this has always been one of my top five Beatles songs, is I absolutely love this song. I love the way it feels. It's so different from anything the Beatles ever did. It is a just flat out bash like rocker song. It's like total garage rock. And I, I feel like this is truly makes sense. Yeah, I feel like this is truly one of the first like punk rock like songs ever written. I mean going, you know, I mean I, I just I feel like it started with with the Beatles on this song in particular. I mean I think about how many People have covered the song. How many people have been inspired by the song? And I, uh, I just love it. It is a flat out like balls to the wall rocking Beatles song, <laughs> and so different. And uh, and and as I do, I always try to to bring in some facts about the songs that. Yep, songfacts.com. So some cool stuff that I learned about this tune in particular was that Paul McCartney wanted to write the loudest, nastiest, sweetest 
our sweatiest rock number uh, we could. After reading a Pete Townsend interview describing a Who track, uh, I as the most raucous, <laughs> I can't even say raucous, whatever, <laughs> rock and roll, the dirtiest <laughs> thing I've ever done. McCartney told Mojo Magazine in 2008, just reading those lines fired my imagination. I thought, right, they've done what they think was the loudest and the dirtiest. We'll do what we think. I went to the studio and told the guys, look, I've got the song, but Pete said this, and I want to do it even dirtier. It was a great <laughs> brief for the engineers, for everyone, just as fuzzy, as dirty, as loud, and as filthy as you can get with it is where I want to go. I was happy to have Pete's quote get me there. The first version of this song was a 27-minute jam that was never released. Stop it. Yeah. During July 18th, 1968 sessions, the Beatles recorded this version, which was much slower and much more tame than the album version. Another recording from the same day was edited down to four minutes and 37 seconds for the Beatles Anthology Volume 3. For the album version recorded September 9th, um, simultaneously takes five minutes of each. We're recorded, and the last one featured is on the official LP, Ringo played the drum so forcefully that his shout of I've got blisters on me fingers accompanies the musical fade out. Ringo explained what happened in the Miami Herald on June 28, 2008. The track was actually very long and we were just pounding it. I was, it was a jam really. It turned into that. And at the end, the only way to the, the only way off the kit was look at my fingers. They're bleeding. I just had to get up and I decided (laughs) to shout it. (laughs) Uh, I just, I think that's such a great story. And uh, and for everybody, what is Helter Skelter? What is it? What's the name? Well, it's named after the slide of a British amusement park. The first line is a joke about it. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide where I stop and I turn and I go for a ride. So, um, less, you know, all the myth and folklore and all the stuff about this song it's literally about a slide at a British amusement park, Helter Skelter. So that is my number five song on my my Beatles list. Inspiration from all <laughs> things. Yes. <laughs> Including Amazing. amusement ride. That is fascinating. So that is the true definition of a jam sh- session. Yep. 27 minutes and was the original version. <laughs> like that they just like loved what they were doing so much that they just did it for 27 minutes. To the yeah. point his fingers... We're hurt. We're bleeding. That was the only way he could stop. He's like, if my fingers are bleeding, I'm done. Like, <laughs> that is. But that's kind of like how we feel about this show. It's like we have to have a cutoff time. Otherwise, we would just do it forever. We absolutely we would, would. We would talk our, until we didn't have voices. Yeah, our voices would be bleeding. <laughs> like, hey, Chris, and I'm to my number one. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a cutoff for us. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All so right. I, 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 I can see how that makes your list. Yep. Um, and again, keep in mind, I do believe all these Il Beatles songs, but this could have been just like a solo thingamabob. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're going to work through them. <laughs> all right. So my number five song is Yesterday. Okay. And I believe that's Beatles together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna assume. Let's just pretend everything I pick is actually like the old band. Are you Google machining it right now to verify? I am verifying, but I okay. am one hundred percent sure that is a Beatles that is, song. That is a Beatles song. Like I know they're like it's yes. Paul's gonna sing it for sure. Like you know what I mean? But it, I go, ooh, that could have been like when they like went away or went apart. So um yesterday and I what I just 
love the words. Mm -hmm. The tune's fantastic. It's it's really great. And I did a little research, not like Chris level research, but it's really like, I just want to know a little bit more about the songs that I, I feel because we all know Amanda has her feelings when she's choosing her songs. And um, what I really liked the story about this was he came up with it in a dream and wrote it like right after, which I thought was very, very cool. That is cool. Um, his, his, you know, instruments that he needed were there. I think it was his piano is what he used. Uh, and he, it came so easily for him. He thought he stole it. <laughs> and so I love he that. asked around, like, have, has anyone heard this song? Like he would like, like right. play it for people to make sure. And he, it was kind of like one of those things, like he's finally said, well, if no one claims it, it's mine. And right, so right. he went forward with it and somebody like suggested that they bring in like a string quartet to add mm -hmm. to it. And at first he was like, mm, no. Um, and then they brought it in and I can't imagine that song without it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he, they, they would experiment a lot with a lot of like orchestrations and things like that. And there's different versions of, of these songs. Yeah. Yes. And that's when you're looking at the song facts and stuff, like just to see the different times that they recorded it and what they finally stuck with. It's, if someone is that, you know, Beatle fan that really does listen to different renditions and all of that right. good stuff, oh my gosh, what a rabbit hole that would be because oh they, gosh, yeah. they played around so much. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, they didn't think it was going to land on this record or, and then it did. And then it became, you know, number one or whatever the case may be. But I just love that, that, that was like the, the little story behind the song that I just love. He drummed it up, which is what wildfire was last week. Yep. Yes. It was a dream. It was a dream. And uh, so it just, I i mean, yesterday, yeah, it's just a good song. It's oh, a it's a song. beautiful song. It's a be absolutely beautiful song. I, 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 right. I mean, I, I, that, that song I will say is not on my list, um, but it's, it's on a list of Beatles songs. I love course, like, you know course. what I'm saying? So it's, it is, it is a really beautiful song and it's, and it's such a typical Paul song too, because mm -hmm. you know how Paul is. He's just like the, the, the romantic, you know, he's, he's the silly romantic. It's just, I love. And I'm, this is why I panicked a little bit because this is what I realized when I was doing my list and I'll do a spoiler yeah. alert. Um, all of the songs I chose, I found out were written by Paul. Right. And well, so, yeah. I, which led me to go, Oh my gosh, maybe it was just when it was Paul <laughs> yeah. all by himself. I don't know. Um, it's, so there must be something about his, mm his brain that I'm similar to. Well, I think everybody has a favorite Beatle. And I think as you spoiler alert on my list, as you, you begin <laughs> to learn who my, my favorite Beatle is. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I am so much a George Harrison fan. Sure. I mean, believe me, I, I think all these guys are massively, sure. Jesus, it's just, it's unbelievable. So talented. But I, I think I tend to gravitate. I don't know. I just, I guess I gravitate more towards George. I just, I love George's sure. stuff. And, and so the, my next song on my list was an interesting, um, I, I never really looked into it enough. So, but I learned something about the song when I, when I went into it, Let's so hear it. my number four fourth. pick. And I think that you're going to be like, wow, Chris, I didn't expect this to show up on your list, but maybe it's online. Um, but, uh, so my number four Beatles song is happy just to dance with you from oh. a hard day's night. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to be surprised by that. That's interesting. Not what I and, expected. Nope, not at all. And I, I like, you know, 
it's so crazy to think about how fast the Beatles evolved in like the span yeah. of like basically eight years. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. Their, their musical um, evolution. Mm-hmm. And I, I love all the eras of the Beatles. I really do. And mm-hmm. I agree. think oftentimes people, I think sometimes people forget the genius of the early records and how, and I know they, yeah. you know, they, they got stuck into doing some standards and, and as time went on it more, more of the uh, McCartney Lennon stuff mm-hmm. came out. And I just, I love the early Beatles stuff too. I mean, just as much as I love the, the later, I, I love the melodies, the harmonies, the, the, the fun, just, you know, I just, I, I just think it's great. And so this song for me, happy just to dance with you is just got that it comes on and I love the feel of the song. And it's just sort of like that, uh, um, I don't know that it's got that, that kind of a beat to it. And it just makes me feel so great. And I like, I hear it and I I do, I just want to like bop her happy just to dance with you. And George sings the song. And so this was something I found out was uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney wrote this as a showcase song for George Harrison, because it, you know, it's such a tremendous fight in the Beatles to get songs written. I mean, you've got all four of these guys are songwriters. I mean, and, and there's so much competition. That's so and, remarkable too, to and, think about yeah. that much talent was in one group. And obviously Lennon McCartney compositions always won out as the majority of the songs. And this is why when George Harrison's first record, All Things Must Pass, I mean, it's like a musical explosion of songs he was like living with for years. And that's sure. why I love that record so much. It's just all these songs. So I love that, you know, they wrote this song as a showcase for George because George, amazing musician, great singer, great guitar. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. So um so he had at that at this point he had only written one Beatles song uh, which was Don't Bother Me. So this at this point in 19 this was the only that was the only song he had written so far for the Beatles. Uh the Beatles of course performed this in the movie A Hard Day's Night so that way they could give George Harrison some quality screen time in the film. And uh they recorded this on a Sunday, March 1st, 1964 in just four takes. I just I think that that's just so cool. I that's I love so that they remarkable. just banged it out. Like let's go. <laughs> And, and think about that. Though. Like, I really feel like when you just have such talent, oftentimes when I do something the first time, it's usually the best. Right. And then I try to re-record something and I'm like, oh, I should have just went with the first one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's sort of like that, you know, like sometimes the, the urgency or the feel, like I just, you got to get it out. So the first yeah, one yeah. is, has a different feel altogether than like the, the second, third, fourth, or however many takes. I mean, some people, you know, and especially the Beatles became like studio perfectionists yeah, as yeah. time went on. Um, but they were just so used to playing live so much that a lot of that stuff had, I, those early records to me sound that, and this speaks to George Martin too, being such an awesome producer, being able to capture like them in the studio, but still retain this like really like live quality to the band. Mm-hmm. So they still had that energy and fun. Yeah. Uh, that you would when you saw them perform live. So I just I think that was a uh, really really cool. So yeah, they my number did four have song. energy. It's very interesting. Happy just to dance with you. I nice. love it. Nice. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna <laughs> as soon as this is done, I gotta crank that song. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully some of our listeners will as well. Yeah. So my number uh, four song is "Can't Buy Me Love." Oh yeah, see, I love it. So you're you're an early. You got an early song on there too. <laughs> So that's um, and I don't really, I didn't do like much research on this. I think it's it's pretty like standard. Um, I I do believe Paul wrote this one if I if I'm remembering correctly. 
Um, but it's just basically money can't buy happiness. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. And so I just, I, I, I think love so that. Too. Did you, did you fact check if Paul wrote it? <laughs> I am fact checking it right now. <laughs> I believe all of mine are Paul's. I'm I'm going on the song facts right now. Songfacts.com. <laughs> I thought I would have did this a little bit more, but I just have notes today. Like that's impressive on its own. I know you have so many notes. <laughs> Paul um, McCartney wrote this song. Okay, there we go. So can't buy happiness. I think that's just so true, um, and I just love it. It's the tune of it. Can't buy me the. It's good. No, what's even funny, though, is I like the, the opening of this on Song Facts is Paul McCartney wrote the song. Despite rumors to the contrary, he claimed it was not a song about a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Rather, the song makes a simple yet profound statement of what matters most in life. The word love appeared in many Beatles li- lyrics, especially their early songs. Boom. <laughs> well, I'm glad you cleared that up, Chris. <laughs> yes, because I, I know that you were confused whether or not <laughs> the song was about a prostitute or not. Absolutely. I really, now I can sleep at night. It's all about being able yeah. to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. It's just, it's a happy song. Yeah. Love. Oh, it's great. And there is a movie like that too. Is this song in the movie? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Yeah, I've never seen the movie, but I just know that there you, is a the movie. Beatles movie, or you mean just the movie "Can't Buy Me Love"? Because no, there yeah, is a movie called "Can't Buy Me Love." Yes, I, I wonder if they that one. I wonder if they tied it. I have not seen it, but it would seem yeah. like they would have to work that in there somewhere. I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> I mean, they would have to. They yeah. would have to. Yeah. So that's my number fourth song. Awesome. It's good. Awesome. Well, I like that. So far, so far, I love our lists. I love our our first two picks. What's everybody else think down there? Anybody else? Um, agreed or like what you're hearing so far if you have any your favorite Beatles songs you want to throw in a chat or, or let us know about because you know everybody's got their Beatles songs who's your favorite Beatle that's ooh, that's another good ooh, one too ooh. let us know who your favorite Beatle is yes yes I love it um so no booze so far so our no booze are, so okay yeah okay. so we're doing yeah, all right if we, were, if we were rating them maybe there'd be some booze well, but but no well I think today. I think we're agreed uh, almost all Beatles like for we're just universal. All Beatles, five records. Five records. Five <laughs> we're, records. Just, we're just Absolutely. five records. <laughs> we're just putting it out there. <laughs> except for Revolution Except for Revolution number nine. That's not a five record song. That's just like <laughs> a little. Where's James when you need him? I feel a like little... that's like him being really upset about Uptown Girl. <laughs> <laughs> On a Revolution number nine, it's, it's, it's just uh, crazy, crazy studio nonsense. <laughs> I so, Chris, uh, to our number three, and we're halfway wow. through the show, which we're doing good. I was worried we weren't going to be on pace, and we like it'd be like a two-hour show, but I think we're yeah. doing a good job. So we're doing okay. Your number three song. So my number three song comes from the record Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and it is with a little help from my friends. <gasps> that is my number three song. I. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's not on my list, but I oh. like that one a lot. This was a song that I thought could be on your list, but you know, I was like, I feel like this song could be on your list too. But okay, no, I'm glad I'm glad that this will be good because I'm then anxious to hear what your number three will be. But mm-hmm. this uh yeah, I, I just always have loved the song and I know people like make fun of Ringo a lot, but like I think Ringo's great and 
And actually, Ringo, as a solo artist, I think had the most success <laughs> out of all of them as a, as a solo artist. Uh, and, and I think people often, too, don't know. I mean, I think anybody who follows the Beatles and knows the Beatles' like history and has watched documentaries and interviews and stuff um, know that how important Ringo was to the success of the Beatles. Ringo, before joining the Beatles, was an extremely um, successful and respected uh, studio or session drummer. And he played in all the big the, the, the big bands at the time, recorded with bands. He used to do commercials. He was very well known and super well connected in the music industry. So much so that if he pretty much hadn't joined the band, they they would not be playing places like the Cavern Club and places like that where they they weren't mm. ever play, they never played those places until Ringo got in a band. It's only because Ringo was in the band that they were like, "Oh, Ringo's in the band. Sure, we know Ringo. He's mm. a great guy. He's great. We'll let you play our stage." Up until then, they had a hard time getting good gigs. So Ringo was the guy that because he was in the band, they're like, "Oh, Ringo's in the band. Sure, you guys can now. You guys can play at these places." And so it was instru- exactly. he was instrumental in getting them those those bigger high profile gigs at the at the at the more well known clubs where then they could reach a, a wider audience and all the all the cool places that they weren't allowed into beforehand. <laughs> so and I and I always love that they I know Ringo never felt comfortable really singing and all that stuff, but sure. I tend to love a lot of and I know he, they often give him the funny songs and things like that. But this is a song where I I feel like it's just such a heartfelt song and it's so fun to sing and I I love the lyrics to this song and I just I, I really I love it. It's it's something that always comes on and makes me think about like, you know, I I it's so true. Like, you know, with uh, with all the little help from my friends. I get by with a little help from my friends. Like there's no way I would be anywhere I am today if it wasn't for, you know, the help of my friends, you know, mm-hmm. my friends and my family. So I feel like that this song is so synonymous with my life and like where I'm at and how I, I continue that. to get you know, do things and collaborate and be creative. Like all those things um, would not have happened without the help from my friends. So that's why I really like the song. So a couple quick little facts is the, uh, this was recorded uh, obviously on Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. And it was one of the very last songs that John Lennon and Paul McCartney sat down and wrote together in a true collaboration. Uh, they are at Paul's house messing around on a piano when they they wrote this as a collaboration so they wrote this and of course they let you know it was a Ringo song that they wrote for him uh the cheering at the beginning was taken from a Beatles concert at the Hollywood Bowl at this point the Beatles weren't touring anymore but they had that you know the whole recording so they actually that was kind of interesting to to know that and it was the first line was originally what would you do if I sang out a tune would you stand up and throw tomatoes at me (laughs) Ringo didn't want to sing it Fearing that if they ever did it live, he would be pelted with tomatoes. Fair. That's really fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they, they changed because <laughs> he was afraid he would actually get hit with tomatoes. Uh, yeah, seriously. Um, and so the Be- the Beatles finished recording this the night that they shot the cover for the, the famous Sgt. Pepper's uh, album cover. You know, everybody knows the famous cover for that record. So they, they recorded this the night that they shot that. And uh, I thought, you know, I just thought that was really cool. So just some little facts about this song. And, uh, you know, I know everybody knows it's been covered. And, you know, of course, the Joe Cocker version made so, so famous 
uh, by him and you know uh, Woodstock, and it was the the theme song to the Wonder Years. And I, was I really going to yeah. ask, like, yep. were you a Wonder Years watcher? I was a Wonder I Years sure watcher. Was. Oh, absolutely, love the Wonder Years, and uh, and I always love that they use this song for the opening. Mm-hmm. It fits so well, and I, I've yeah. always loved Joe Cocker's version of this song too because I think he sings it with the emotion and the heart mm-hmm. that the song was written in. You know, I yeah. think he goes that, you know, because of him and who he is and his soulful voice that he has. So I think he brings a whole that 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 emotion to the song, his rendition. So anyway, that's my number three song with a little I, help from my friends. I love it. So two things about it. Um, we are actually in the process of finishing watching The Wonder Years. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just like to watch a show that you've already seen, but through adult eyes. And it is different as an adult to watch yeah. it. So um that's fun you know kevin and winnie cooper winnie cooper winnie cooper winnie cooper forever (laughs) forever forever and then um i'll always remember this song and think of you because you used remember when you did your rocket live and all of us joined yes because the guests couldn't hop on and so we all hopped on even um randall here in the audience yep yep and and you shared like an image in your instagram stories and you put this song with it Yep, I did. And I I just will remember, like, always <laughs> remember that song with that. Because what a fun, <laughs> like, hour that was, 45 minutes or whatever it, it was. It was amazing. It just, it just is, like, that is, like, a true testament of, like, with a little help of our friends. Like, you have to have those type of friends to, like, make it in this world. So I love yep. this song. No, absolutely. I and uh, I agree, and that's why I chose that song for because it was like, well, this is this is a great example of with a little help from my friends. With a little help, because that's sometimes all you need is just that little help. Little help. That's it. That's it. Goes a long okay. way. So good. So good. All right. So my number three song. I really struggled to put these in order, and I'm still not maybe a hundred percent confident because I, I just think they're both fantastic. Um, but for better or worse, I'm going to choose my number three is Blackbird. Oh, is that on your list? It's it was originally on. Was it? It was originally in my top five. Um, such a oh my god! It's in my top ten now because I like I said I did a lot of shifting and like Mm -hmm. oh so it's like it's in my top ten. Like Blackbird's in my top ten. It's um it's such a good song and so I did do a little. It is gorgeous. Yes, it's just beautiful and. Sometimes, like, I, I I know I feel the songs for a reason, and I don't know why they mm. speak to me. Um, and it's interesting to see some of the the reasons behind the writing of the song that it makes sense why maybe I, I, I love it so much. And because there's stories behind a lot of the, well, most of the songs. Yeah. And so the Blackbird song was written by Paul. And um, it was written basically for African-Americans during all of the riots and, and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and he, the words "all your life you were waiting for this," you know, moment to arise was right. specifically about an African American girl. Like this mm-hmm. is your moment to arise and like change the future and all of that good stuff. And I didn't know any of that before I researched this right. a little bit for the show. But when I did, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that just makes so much sense. It just is so beautiful." And when I just think the song, like just the words are fantastic, but the 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 tune is just so amazing and it just is so effortlessly sang Mm -hmm. and sometimes like i don't want to hear like the belting songs i just want to hear like a 
almost like a ballad almost, but mm-hmm. you know, not a ballad. Um, and so for all those reasons, it's my number three, but I struggled because that's, that was almost my number two. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I can see the struggle. I mean, it was, it, for me, it was on my top five and I took it off and I took it back on. It just, I was so tweaking this because it is such a beautiful song. That song was actually, so at, at my wedding, uh, my father-in-law and my, my father-in-law played guitar and my sister-in-law sang it right before we, we did our vows. So, uh, right before, so yeah. Sweet. And they say they, cause it was growing up. My, my father used to sing it and play it to, um, to, to my wife, Rachel. So they did that it at the so wedding. Sweet. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think it, it, it just speaks to like all people, you know, you're of waiting course. for that moment to arise. So of what course. a sweet song for a dad to sing to his daughter. That's yep. so sweet. Yep. Yeah, it was it was really nice. It was super. It was unexpected that. too. We didn't know they were going to do it. They just you did it. No, no, oh. it was like a total surprise. So it was great. See, I mean, the only secret at my wedding was a tree <laughs> fell and hit the picture of the leg. <laughs> that means good luck. <laughs> yeah, apparently, so it was like an artificial tree, and it was like in slow motion. It fell. <laughs> Like, and you heard the gasp. There's an Whoa. audible gasp if you hear it watch the video. Like, it was slow motion. Everyone went, <gasps> and it, like, hit the preacher's leg, and he just, like, kind of, like, kicked it off and kept going. And I'm laughing so hard at this point that I can't even get myself together. Like, shaking. I'm laughing so hard. Like, it's a wonder I wasn't snorting. And so he had to, like, go into, like, he had to wing it at that moment and, like, come up with extra fluff. <laughs> Until yeah. I got together enough to be able to say my. So you vows. pulled it together. <laughs> it was, I mean, I I wasn't upset about it. Like I was just crack it up. Like way to keep it light. So um, yeah, that's <laughs> those are some stories about our weddings. More to come. <laughs> oh, there's more stories to come. <laughs> oh, uh, so Chris, what is your number two pick? Oh, here we are. Our top serious. two. I, I just it got. Harder and harder as I got to like, this was so tough, man. So uh, my number two Beatles song. Oh my gosh. Also from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. A Day in a Life. (laughs) Your songs are very much surprising me. Yeah, I love this song. I feel like when we talk about like Beatles songs that are just crazy and like switch around and I just okay. I, mu- musically, I think this song is just absolutely genius. I love that it's like pieced together different mm-hmm. songs and it changes tone, and then they've got experimentation with like orchestra. It's just mm-hmm. crazy, and I love it, and it all works. Like it's sure. like, should this song work? It's so weird that it shouldn't, mm-hmm. but it does because but it's it the does. Beatles, and they just they just are masters of like piecemealing parts and like making it all like work and it's like there's the john part and then there's the Mm -hmm. paul part and then there's like everybody and then it's like just crazy and i i I remember um really breaking the song down in um in music class when uh, i was in high school i took music theory and we like i think we must have spent like at least three classes like just breaking the song down and analyzing it from songwriting and then from the, the studio, like the actual recording of this song. And because the Beatles also, you know, with George Martin, like experimented so much with like um, the actual studio process and, and panning sounds back and forth mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. just doing things like 
that yeah. nobody had done before. I mean, they invented studio processes and recordings that like nobody had ever done before that. And because they were like, well, screw it, let's just try it and see how it works. And that's, you know, they, they were just obsessed with doing that stuff. So, and on top of it, just being like, once again, a song that just shouldn't work, like, right. but it does. So some stuff that I found out, um, which, you know, I just never really looked into. So this is sure, why I like sure. things like song facts and stuff. Yeah. So the beginning of the song was based on two stories. John Lennon read in the Daily Mail newspaper. The Guinness heir, Tara Brown, died uh, dying one when he smashed his Lotus into a parked car in an article by the UK Daily Express in 1967, which told of how a black Blackburn Road surveyor had counted 4,000 holes in a road of Blackburn and commented that the volume of material needed to fill them in there was enough to fill the Albert Hall. Lennon took some liberties with the Tara Brown story and he changed it to he blew his mind out in the car. Um, speaking with GQ in 2018, Paul McCartney explained the song's origin. A Day in the Life was a song that John had started. He had the first verse, and this is often how it happened. One of us would have a little bit of an idea, and instead of sitting down and sweating it, we'd just bring it to the other one and kind of finish it together because you could ping pong. You'd get an idea. So we had the first verse. I read the news today, oh boy, and we sat in my music room in London and just started playing around with it. Got a second verse, and then what we got was going to lead into the middle. We kind of looked at each other. We knew we were being a little bit edgy where we I'd like to turn you on, but we knew it would have that effect. I just think that's so cool. So it was from, so it was basically those first two were from those two stories. Uh, the Tara Brown dying when he smashed his car into a park van. And then the article, the black Blackburn road surveyor, uh, which I just, I just think that's hilarious. Um, the final chord, which I always love on this. Like what it's like that, ding, like that final chord, it just rings like, and you're like, yeah. Oh my God, it's so great. The final chord was produced by all four Beatles and George Martin banging on three pianos simultaneously. As the sound diminished, the engineer boosted to faders. The resulting note lasts 42 seconds. The studio air conditioners can be heard toward the end as the faders were pushed to, <laughs> to the limit of the, rec the recording limit. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and so, and this is something too. So listening to this on the vinyl version, I, I just never... So being the last song on the album, the Beatles found an interesting way to close it out. After the final note, Lennon had producer George Martin dubbed in a high-pitched tone, which most humans can't hear, but drives dogs crazy. Stop this it. was followed by a loop of incomprehensible studio noise, along with Paul singing, never could see any other way, all spliced together. It was put there on vinyl on it was put there so vinyl copies would play this continuously in a run-out groove. Sounding like something went horribly wrong with the record. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it just played this high pitched noise, like <laughs> as a run out group. And then one of the last facts about this, um, just because it was, I mean, there's so much more about this song. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, when you read about it, it's that's so but fascinating. The, but the, so the 41 piece orchestra that played on the song, the musicians were told to attend the session dressed formally. When they got there, they were presented with party novelties, false noses, party hats, gorilla paw gloves to wear, which made it clear that this wasn't going to be a typical session. The orchestra was then conducted by Paul McCartney, who told them to start with the lowest note on their instruments and gradually play to the highest. That's fun. That is fun. And That's very just, random and weird. Yeah, just, <laughs> which the song is weird. So it's like it's just such a... I love hearing all these little stories. Yeah, it's just so great. I really love, like, our our lists are very different. Mm -hmm. 
which is very like, and I think that's why Beatles are so well loved is because if there's not songs that are your favorite, there's, there's right. something for everyone when you're listening to the Beatles, you know, in, in oh, my yeah. humble opinion, <laughs> <laughs> my humble opinion. Okay. So right. my number two song, um, yours are just so much more fun than mine. What do you mine mean? Are, mine are very just like, just, I don't know. They're just different. But this um, is, but no, but this is what we were just talking about. I mean, the Beatles, like everybody has their favorites and, and everybody has different stories and why there's certain Beatles songs that just resonate with them. And that's the great thing about the Beatles is that they, you, you do like, it's, it's just, it's they just give there. you so much. Yeah. Um. So my number two song that was neck to neck with Blackburn is Hey Jude. Oh, this is this was this was on my originally in a top five moved down but moved down I I love it I just I mean it, it it's just a song that I in it's easy listening I enjoy yeah. the you know hearing it I like the the words I and mean, I did do a little research on that um, and Paul wrote it for John Lennon's son yep for Julian. I mean, not um, Julia. When, not, yeah, Julia. Um, yeah, when they were, when Lennon left his first wife mm-hmm. for his yep, next. For Yoko. Yes, Yoko. <laughs> um, and the son, obviously, I think the son was like five or something like that. When very he young. This song. Very, very yeah. young. And so at, eventually the guy realized that, or Paul told the guy that the song yeah. was about him. And he thought that that was really cool. And Apparently, during that time frame, there was more pictures of Paul with his son than John with his son, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. So it, it says a lot about that, you know, father-son relationship. Yeah. But um, I just thought, like, how interesting that Paul would, like, look at just everything and process it out in the way of a song. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, you know, I do my, my weird painting sometimes. <laughs> For anyone listening in the audience, I don't think I've ever talked about that. I paint, and it's sometimes just to get out feelings because right. I can't express it. So it's it's interesting that you know he's talented enough to do a song instead of a that's weird you, painting. That's where you get Amanda's dark side comes out in paintings. <laughs> yes, maybe one day we'll share them. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to have an Amanda art show. <laughs> Chris and Amanda go to the art museum. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> This one speaks to me. <laughs> you go, Amanda, I don't see it. <laughs> one day when the world opens back up and we can do these types of trips, that would be a riot. But yes. for right now, here we are <laughs> on my side. Um, but I just really, I loved how he could just, it shows that he must really like have a lot of emotions and a mm. lot of feelings that he, that affected him enough to write a song about it. And I, I just love all the words, love the tune, love love everything about it. So that right. is why it's my number two song. So it was originally titled Hey Jules and he hey Jules. changed it. <laughs> yeah. Which which then he he changed it to, to Jude. Um, which is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times too, like they wrote um a lot of working songs and did a lot of like just made up like gibberish words to sure. fill in. They had melody, but they didn't have the lyrics yet, which is like how like Obla de Obla da came about, which was like the gibberish to fill it in. And oh, then they were like, well, this is actually oh, like God. fun and catchy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is the song for Life Goes On. Yes, <laughs> it is. I, I enjoyed that show as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, Hey Jude is a, is a great song. It really is. It's a, it's a good pick. 
It's it's solid, right? It's it's it is. It's a very solid. I think a lot of mine are like those classic, like top, like number one type songs. Um, And it's not that I don't enjoy the other ones. It's just I feel like these ones just I feel these ones so much because I have a Beatles Pandora station. If anyone's interested, (laughs) it plays a very nice variety of songs. Yes, it does. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to make our Beatles uh, Spotify playlist. Oh my god! We'll put yeah. all these songs on there, and then we'll keep adding to it. Absolutely, Randall. We'll keep adding our We'll have our yes. our Chris and Amanda show playlist. Then we yeah. have our Christmas one we cannot forget about, and then we'll That's add right. a Beatles one. Yes, good, yes. good plan, good plan. Oh my gosh, we're already at number one. We're at our number one picks. <sighs> so before we reveal our number one picks, how's everyone doing down there? You guys enjoying the show so far? You guys enjoying our picks? Yay! Awesome. Nice. All well, right. of, of course, we'd love to hear any of your picks. If you want to throw them in the chat, we'd love to hear them. And, you know, of course, you know, who is your favorite Beatle? Like, everybody has their favorite Beatle. And, you know, I like I said, mine is uh, George Harrison, for sure. That is mine. And it looks like uh, Paul McCartney is definitely a man. Definitely so. <laughs> yes. So I don't think it'll come as a shock to anybody with me saying this, that my number one Beatles song. And I'm going to say that this has been a number one Beatles song of mine for quite some time. It does sit on the list um, pretty consistently when I think about like my favorite Beatles song and the, the one that I just, I love. I mean, I like we were second, we were talking about this before, like so many amazing songs, so many things that, you know, come and go. And I think the Beatles are great because you can listen to different songs and they, they hit you at different times. And, uh, but this song for me has always stayed very consistent. One of my favorite Beatles songs of all time. I cannot like handle <laughs> it. Jeez. And here it is. So it should come as a shock to nobody that my number one favorite Beatles song is, of course, by the man, George Harrison himself. And it is Here Comes the Sun. Oh, <laughs> that was my number six pick. Wow. It, awesome. It, it, that, it kept getting bounced. Right. Um, okay. So, oh, I love that one. Yeah. Oh, tell me all the reasons. So, yeah, oh, so lots of reasons. Good. So, this is, um, you know, of course, written, uh, it was on Abbey Road, uh, released in 1969. Uh, some cool facts about this record, uh, about this song, and then I'll reveal why it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, but George Harrison wrote this in Eric Clapton's garden using one of Clapton's acoustic guitars. When the Beatles manager, Brian Epstein, died in 1967, the band had to handle more of their accounting and business affairs, which Harrison hated. He wrote, Here Comes the Sun, after attending a round of business meetings. The song was inspired by the long winters in England, which Harrison thought went on forever. In the documentary, The Material World, Eric Clapton talked about writing the song with Harrison. It was one of those beautiful spring moments. I think it was April. when We were just walking around the garden with our guitars. I don't do that, you know? This is what George brought to the situation. <laughs> he was just a magical guy. We sat down at the bottom of the garden looking out, and the sun was shining. It was a beautiful morning, and he began to sing the opening lines, and I just watched this thing come to life. Yeah. And I love Tom Petty. I found this quite great quote that Tom Petty's uh, – Tom Petty, who was Harrison's good friend, played with him in the Traveling Woolberries, said of the song in Rolling Stone, no piece of music can make you feel better than this. It's such an optimistic song, and with that little bit of ache in it, that makes the happiness mean even more. Mm. Uh, when the Beatles' music was finally made available for download on iTunes in 2010, Here Comes the Sun was the top-selling song that first week. Um, 
I hear this song and it absolutely just it. When we talk, when you talk about the feels, Amanda. Mm-hmm. This song hits me. It it hits me it's right in the, the heart. It is such. I just feel like the song is just beautiful in every way. It's crafted. Mm-hmm. George's voice. This is where I talk about like why I like George. George's voice is just. He's got this quality to him, and I love what. Um, you know, Eric Clapton was he said to him, he's like, you know, he's just a magical guy. Like, I feel like that George Harrison was truly a magical soul and the songs he wrote, his song, the way he thought and just, I just, I love it. So it's, it's the song. It's just, you hear it. Yeah. You feel instantly optimistic and it just feels like a magical song. And that song for me takes on an even more of a, a special uh, meaning because this was the song. So, uh, when my first daughter was born. Rachel was uh, my my wife was in you know she was in a long long labor oh yeah very very long labor and um and I remember this you know we were both so young and we were definitely into like we were all about playing music and putting headphones on Rachel's belly and we used to play tons of Beatles songs on her belly and all kinds of other stuff and so in the hospital we had made like um I this time we had a radio with a tape deck in it. So it's like, we, <laughs> we just had like a mixtape going. And I remember like right after, um, Jana was born and we were relaxing and all that. I put the, the cassette deck on. I didn't even know what I just, I hit play and here comes the sun came on like literally like, Holy crap. So it was like daughter board. Here comes the sun. It was just the most mad with talking about magic. It was a magical moment for me. Mm. So, that song is yes, always going to be my number one yet. song. Yes. That is oh. my number one Beatles song. So that's why that's my number one song. It, Here comes it's the sun. sweet. And, you know, I, it's just a good, like, it is a very optimistic type of song. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. And I don't know anyone who can't hear it start playing and not just go, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's the best. You know, there's, there's yeah. so much good to that. So, but what a sweet story with it. Yep. That's what why. A sweet story. Oh my gosh. So before, um, I mean, everyone, I just feel like everyone needs to heart of that story, above that story. <laughs> um, there we go. There we go. Thank so there was you. a Thank couple you. of um, people's goals go to. So Wendy's right come together oh. is her, is her come together. Oh, it's oh, good. Great. Mm-mm-mm. Gosh, so good. Good, Over good. Me. Yes, yes. Don't do <laughs> so yeah. good. <laughs> oh, that's such a great baseline. So good. <laughs> well, great choice, Wendy. Um, John says across the universe. Oh, John. So that is in my top ten, and it was at my number. It was at my number four, and I, like I said, I had. Oh. So my, it was. I did put it on number four, and then I started thinking about happy to just dance with you. It dropped mm-hmm. down to number six, but that is. It's on my list, John. Great call. It's safe to say if we would have did this last week, my list would have been different. Yeah. Well, this is what happens. This is why it's this hard is, with these lists. <laughs> it's so hard. And then uh, Lily said Yellow Submarine. Oh, yes. A Ringo song. <laughs> See, we were talking about it. Like, we were talking about the, the Ringo songs, man. Ringo songs are fun. So fun. So great, great choices. Thank you for putting those in the comments. That's fun to see everyone's um Yeah, choice. I love it. Okay. So my <laughs> number one. You had such a sweet story with your number one. <laughs> Mine is so sad. Oh, <laughs> um, well, it's okay. It's fine. Like, I don't have a sad story with it. Like, the song has kind of got a sad tone to it, but it's good. Okay. But it's good. That's good. Um, All right. So my number one pick is Let It Be. Great song. Wonderful song. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It just... 
it's kind of like the motto of my life. Like, hmm. like, let it be, let it yep. be. And so I watched, um, what is that show with, is it James Gorbin? That where he drives around with the people as a oh, like yeah. car karaoke yeah, the car- or whatever. Yeah, yep, carpool and, karaoke, yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And so I saw that, um, I don't know, whenever that debuted, I feel like it was a couple years ago, <laughs> and Paul was on it, and he had said that that song also was written from a dream, mm-hmm. and his mom basically is, you know, the Mary mm-hmm. of this song. Right. And he, the quote is, it came, um, it's going to be okay, just let it be. And that's how the song, you know, kind of yeah. came to be. And he lost his mom at 14 and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. 14. Like, it would be so sweet to think like, like if I, if I croaked, <laughs> that <laughs> Owen would dream about me, like, and that I would bring him peace. And so like this song, just because of that, I'm like, oh, mother's love. It never ends even in death. Like I'm going to cry because I'm so sad about it. It's so sad. I know. First time I've cried in this show. I've cried in a lot of other things, but first right. time in the Chris and Amanda show, but just because of the whole, like, I, I love the song before, but then mm. after I heard the story about it, I'm like, it's my favorite song until eternity. <laughs> <laughs> because his mama came back. Like his mom was the yeah. inspiration of that song. And it was, it's just fabulous. So it's a great song that's really not that sad, but Amanda makes it sad because of the story behind it. Well, it's not It's not that you make it sad. It's just that it's the way you feel. I mean, I don't think that that's, you know, I think it's, there's something kind of a, a little bit of like encouraging in that way of like, hey, you know what? Like no matter what, like this, there'll be peace, you know, like you could find yeah. peace and solace and things. And I think yep. that that's, I think that that's actually really cool. You know, I think that this song too is like, it does have that, that, reassurance of just yeah, like, like hey you know what it's okay like let it be it's okay like there's things you can control in life and there's things you just can't and you just gotta let it be and i think that there's Whisper something that we of wisdom yep let it be. <laughs> exactly i mean it's just you know the it's the the beatles the magic of the beatles once again like writing songs coming from places being inspired from things like dreams and yes, like what yeah. people have said and feelings and just you know they just they took so much inspiration from so many i mean you're just talking about here comes the sun and it's basically written like george harrison me like i don't want to deal with the <laughs> i don't want to deal with these <laughs> business meetings anymore and you know and like and then also the fact of feeling like winter lasts forever in england like it's yeah you Listen, know i'm from michigan i get it <laughs> yeah i'm sure you do <laughs> yeah winters i feel like they're gonna last forever but it's it's like as we went through each of these songs and like what we felt about them and then some of the stories behind them. It's just, it's truly amazing. And it's just the, the right collection of, mm-hmm. you know, four, you know, individuals coming together and just creating like, beautiful music for like not a very long time together. I mean, we're talking about eight years yeah. that, you yeah. know, they were recording and producing music together and that, that short time and what they've left behind yeah. in that is like, it's truly in the fact that it just keeps going and living and, you know, and it's such a testament. I mean, there aren't, or there are only so many, uh, I think artists in the world that have left such an, an, an amazing long lasting legacy, um, with the things that they've created, you know? I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb here Okay. and say what I'm going to say. <laughs> say what you're going to say, Amanda. La- last week I referenced that we were kind of like the monkeys that we were like, not a real show that turned into a real show. Like, right. So we're pretty amazing, right? I might 
argue that we're very similar to the Beatles. <laughs> uh oh! Whoa! And <laughs> that, like, they, they've been—they weren't together very long, and the collaboration that they did right. together is just was effortless and just really just came very easily. And I feel like that's very much like how we kind of began. I, I will agree with the spirit of that because I um, <laughs> you can't really quite get behind I it, Amanda. I can't quite I can't quite say we're we're the Beatles, but I but I what I do agree with is I do I feel like that in life you find um, people that are great. You collaborate and you create yeah. awesome stuff together, and I feel like yeah, I very much feel like that. You and I found each other through the ether of things, and yeah. we started creating together, and it just feels yeah. like we've been doing it for ever. Yep. Very fast. It just gelled. Mm -hmm. So, and here we are, 15 episodes and here in. here we are. <laughs> and I mean, I know a lot of our listeners know this, but Chris and I haven't even known each other a year yet. No, I think I uh, mean, since what? January. I think January. The beginning <laughs> yeah. of January. So to think like that you've not always been in my life just doesn't even go into my brain. I feel like I've known you since birth. Like I just feel like that's just... How, like you've always been around. And so I, I feel like when certain people, like you said, get together, it's just so interesting that the collaboration and it just flows so easily. So, I mean, you might not be able to say we're like the Beatles, but you understand the spirit in which I'm referring to. <laughs> I do understand the spirit with which you're referring to. <laughs> anyone, anything, anyone else in the audience think we're like the Beatles? <laughs> Besides Amanda. <laughs> it's okay, Amanda. There we go. <laughs> and John and Gree. <laughs> well, that is, thank you so much. <laughs> now, oh, we just, now we just need to find that person who can get us in those stages. <laughs> yeah, we need our Ringo. <laughs> we need our Ringo. Which, what a fun name. Huh? What a fun name. Oh, yeah. What a great name. Ringo? Like, I mean, it's yeah, awesome. A, Ringo Star. Like, just yeah. awesome. Like, you like, sound, you sound like a rock, rock star. Ringo Absolutely. Star. Like, that's it's just so instantly, cool. like, I love it. It's so cool. It sounds great. It's a, it's, it a, it's a great, great, it's a great stage name. It's awesome. <laughs> it's almost as good as the Chris and Amanda show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. <laughs> what a fun show this has been. Oh my God. And I can't believe we kept it to an hour. Cast it to an hour. If there's anyone who's in the audience who has time or wants to, you know, raise their hand and come on up to the stage and, and speak to what they thought about our list or want to share um, anything else. You know, I know a lot of you put your favorites in there already, but we'd love to hear if you, if you have time, we know a lot of people listen on lunches or during work. So we get that you can't always come up, but yes. uh, thank you everyone who's participated in the chat. It's so fun to see all of those comments and the hearts and the reactions. That's why I really love the fireside platform. You know, it really allows for that live audience participation and it just is so fun to actually have that instant you know yeah. ability to know like if someone likes what they're hearing or not we, yep. we booze are okay too <laughs> reactions are reaction it's okay reactions are reactions is right. so it's very democratic here on uh, on on, uh, on fireside it's okay absolutely absolutely <laughs> your voices oh, can be heard <laughs> yeah so next week we're at episode 16 episode 16 and it's hard to believe we'll be back to our normal for format of three songs a piece and we'll go back to the rating scale um but from the time being, I mean, today, all five records, we'd say, right? Not one song all is not records. worth. No, I mean, 
like I said, if they think there's any song in a Beatles catalog that's not five records, it would be Revolution Number. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion, but that's that would be the only one. Thank you. <laughs> you still feel very strongly about that. I can It's just that. it's just, it's kind of like one of those like, hey, let's just have fun and like throw this on there, and it's kind of like this is really weird. This is like way weird, but that's okay. It's the Beatles; okay. they can do whatever they want. They can absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess a little bit of housekeeping. Let's just. Yeah. show everybody where we sure. are of course we're on ig as the chris and amanda show we're on facebook as the chris and amanda show we are now thanks to chris on youtube as well so you can see all the video versions of our obnoxious craziness and today me crying um, on youtube <laughs> if you prefer <laughs> um and that's fine chris does a lot of hard work with the editing and stuff so thank you chris for doing that so our listeners can also see the video version of that super fun uh we have patreon so if you feel called to support us because this isn't free for us to do i mean <laughs> it, it is free on fire aside but there's a lot of moving pieces behind the scenes right. that that we we pay for to hopefully give you guys a great experience when you're on our show so if you feel called to do that check out the chris and amanda show on patreon and and what am i forgetting I don't know. I think, well, you know, obviously too, I mean, there, there's the link here in the fortune cookie, which will yep. take you to all the links that Amanda was talking about. You could follow our, our lists on Spotify. We have our, oh, yeah. uh, our, our Chris and Amanda list that has all the songs that we've uh, rated and reacted to, uh, since the start of the show, plus the Chris and Amanda, uh, holiday Christmas, uh, Spotify playlist okay. we started, which goes along to that show. If you haven't, uh, if this is your first time listening to our show, Thank you very much for listening to us. I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. Uh, you can always listen to all the replays of the show right here on Fireside. Um, I think, yes, all the replays are under my account here, so you can listen to all those recordings uh, of the audio versions. And, as, and like Amanda said, uh, you can also watch all video versions of every episode that we've done over on the YouTube. <laughs> the YouTube. And we're always looking for sponsors. This is something new that we're adding. Um, we feel like mm -hmm. we've gotten our feet wet enough and have enough episodes under our belt to add some sponsors where they get some quality, you know, momentum from the that's sponsorship. Because right. we want to be fair to them. So if that's something you're interested, reach out to us through IG. Just send us a message. Both Chris and I have access to that. So um, we'll both be in the loop and we, we welcome that if you want more information because it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, it's a ton of fun. Ton of fun. And we're so happy to be creating here on Fireside. And um, if you're new to Fireside, welcome. There is yes. tons of great content on this app. So many good shows. Uh, there's something for everybody. So make sure you explore, uh, follow the different people in the audience here as they're all doing great shows as well. Uh, get involved, listen, participate, yes. and uh, let's all support one another because it is a really fun community here on Fireside. And just, I love it. I love the the spirit of creativity for sure. So I something agree. for everyone. Absolutely. And we are by no means professionals um, at this, <laughs> but if anyone's just getting started and needs just to kind of bounce off some ideas off of us, we're also welcome to um, send us a message for that too. And we'll kind of get you moving because like we said, we're almost on episode 16. Um, so we have a, quite a few weeks under our belt and we want to encourage as many people to create because we love it so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that, <gasps> we want to, Thank you guys yes. so much for listening to our uh, our Beatles show here, our top top five lists. Uh, we will of course of course be posting our picks. If you are just joining us or joined a little bit late, uh, the replay will be available to listen to immediately uh, after we sign off here, so you'll be able to access that recording, and uh, we'll be sure to share that out with everyone so you can check it out. We'll be posting our song choices on our social accounts, and we will make a Spotify playlist out of our picks plus. 
the other picks that uh, didn't make our top five list, they'll also be on that playlist as well. And, you know, I'm sure everybody who mentioned their little picks, I'm, I'm 100% sure those are going to be on there as well. So Love uh, if you're listening for a, uh, a Beatles list of curated music by Chris and Amanda, you definitely want to check that out. We'll be posting that soon. Well, thank you all. It's been so much fun. And I have a fly out my head. <laughs> <laughs> Again, go to YouTube if you want to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for uh, listening to the Chris and Amanda show and watching us on YouTube uh, when it gets posted. And uh, we'll see you guys around Fireside. And we will see you here next Monday. 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and uh, anywhere else in the world, those different time zones. We hope you join us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.